Barefooting with Sierra uses Buzzsprout. Just start with the equipment you already have and a quiet space. Add Buzzsprout and your podcast is ready to go. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to show how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. Following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know that I sent you, gets you a $20 Amazon gift card if you sign up for a paid plan, and helps support the show. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout and get your message out to the world. Hello and welcome to the 27th episode of Barefooting with Sierra. This podcast is recorded on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional land, gathering place, and traveling route of the Cree, Anishinaabe, Blackfoot, Métis, Dene, and Dakota Sioux. My name is Sierra Larson, better known as Barefoot Sierra. I'm a novelist, comic creator, and independent journalist, and I have been living without shoes since 2010. I created this podcast to keep my audiences in touch with all of my projects, to talk about things I care about, and to interact with the awesome people in my various professional networks. In this episode, I interviewed Juana and Sebo from the band Ardenite. I'm going to break this podcast up into four parts, novels, comics, journalism, and barefooting, each representing a different aspect of my professional life. I will give you updates on what I am working on, let you know about any new works you can see, and keep you in the know about when I do free book giveaways on Amazon. Let's get started. First up, novels. I'm still working on editing the finale to my Red 72 series. I'm not exactly stuck, but I could use some outside help on a scene where my main character is ordering coffee. I have her asking for two cream, two sugar. My editor thinks it should be two creams, two sugars, plural. Coffee drinkers, help me out. How do you say it when you order coffee? Please message me on Instagram at barefootingwithsierra or email me sierrathebarefootgirl at gmail.com. In novel news, author Lila McGinnis passed away in her Ohio home on the 4th of March at the age of 96. She first published poetry in the New York Times in 1952, wrote five children's books and two adult novels, and had 68 short stories published in Good Housekeeping, among various other short stories and poems in other magazines and newspapers. Some of her best-known books were The Ghost Upstairs and The 24-Hour Genie. Due to the pandemic, her family is not holding a service at this time. They plan to hold a remembrance service for her in the late summer or early fall, and will announce the date for that at a later time. Anyone wishing to honor Lila McGuinness's memory can make a donation to Lorraine County Metro Parks. Bernadette Miller is making her literary debut with a historical novel dramatizing the origins of the Old Testament. A House in the Land of Shinar is set in Saudi Arabia in 3500 BC. Miller told Street Insider, Although numerous books have been written about the Bible, I believe that my novel is unique. It's thought-provoking as well as entertaining, and clarifies, despite some mythological sources, the underlying purpose of the Bible, relating the history of a Bedouin Arab tribe that led to the Hebrews who sought the path to a moral life, and thereby influenced future generations to seek the same goal. A House in the Land of Shinar is available now from Archway Publishing. And now for comics. My latest comic actually didn't have anything to do with my family of possums at all. It was an animal mashup to try to help my son with anxiety. He's been having some trouble at school lately, and after having a talk with him, I realized that a lot of his stress is coming from worrying about things that are so improbable that they might as well be impossible. To help him cope with this, I told him to ask himself if it was more likely that whatever he was worrying about would happen, or if he was more likely to get attacked by a hybrid tiger-gorilla shark. 
That made him laugh, and he asked me to make a tigerilla shark for him, so I did. It's up on my comics Instagram, at World of Possums. In comics news, seems like everyone on my Facebook feed has been losing their minds over Dr. Seuss getting cancel cultured, so let's talk about that for a second. There were two big news items this week in regard to Dr. Seuss, and I think both were only in the spotlight because it was the anniversary of the author and cartoonist's birthday. First, Loudoun County Public School District in Virginia encouraged students to celebrate Read Across America Day without associating it with Dr. Seuss due to the strong racial undertones in his cartoons. Read Across America Day is celebrated annually on the 2nd of March, which is also Dr. Seuss's birthday. The school district has not banned Dr. Seuss books, contrary to what some media sources reported. Loudoun Schools spokesperson Wade B. Byard gave this statement to the Washington Post. Research in recent years has revealed strong racial undertones in many books written and illustrated by Dr. Seuss. LCPS focus on equity and culturally responsive instruction provided guidance to schools in the past couple of years to not connect Read Across America Day with Dr. Seuss' birthday exclusively. So there you have it. And this has been a policy for a few years. So why is it coming up now? Because last year, the Dr. Seuss estate decided to stop publishing six of his books, and people are connecting the two in their brain. Again, this is only news now because it was Dr. Seuss's birthday this week. The company issued a statement on the 2nd of March that reads, Today on Dr. Seuss's birthday, Dr. Seuss Enterprises celebrates reading and also our mission of supporting all children and families with messages of hope, inspiration, inclusion, and friendship. We are committed to action. To that end, Dr. Seuss Enterprises, working with a panel of experts, including educators, reviewed our catalog of titles and made the decision last year to cease publication and licensing of the following titles. And to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, If I Ran the Zoo, McElligot's Pool, On Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Eggs Super, and The Cat's Quizzer. These books portray people in ways that are hurtful and wrong. Ceasing sales of these books is only part of our commitment and our broader plan to ensure Dr. Seuss Enterprises' catalog represents and supports all communities and families. Some of the books they're ceasing publishing of didn't even sell a single copy last year. Yet, I have friends who are ranting on Facebook about how public pressure and the media are blackmailing them into censorship. We're living in a dictatorship where free speech doesn't exist anymore. It's pretty ridiculous. These books certainly have their place. You can still see them on YouTube. I think libraries should definitely keep them around. I would like to encourage people who are bothered by these books getting cancelled to really take a look at the books and try to think why they are hurtful. Sure, Dr. Seuss was a product of his time. And he was a cartoonist. His cartoons were exaggerated. But these images perpetuate white supremacy. He has plenty of wonderful books that don't do that. The iconic Empress Dragon Mural that decorated the former home of Gecko Books and Comics Store was recently vandalized. But this story has a happy ending. The comic book store had to close down recently because of the pandemic, so the building has been empty. The Dragon Mural was commissioned by the previous owner of the building, and it has been a fixture of the Kaimuki Hawaii community for decades. Local artist Jay Tracy told KHON2, When I saw that the mural had been vandalized and how many people were hurt by that vandalism, I couldn't really let it stand. Tracy and the group Painting Hawaii took on a restoration project of the mural. 
It took several days to restore the mural, and they worked alongside one of the original artists to complete the project. You can see progress from the project on their Instagram, at Painting Hawaii. Alright, next up is journalism. I'm still waiting on court transcripts for my true crime book, but I'm pressing forward with what I can do in the meantime. I spent a lot of time this week reading newspaper articles about the first trial, looking for anything I may have missed. And now for my interview with members of the band Ardenite. Thanks so much for joining me on the show. Please tell the listeners a little about yourself, where you're from, and what you do in the band. Yeah, so nice to meet you, Sierra. Thanks so much for the invite. So we are Ardenite, an explosive trio constellation from Vienna, Austria. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you a bit about uh, our members. So we are three of us. My name is Juana. I am the singer, songwriter, and manager of the band. Then we have Sebo, which is also uh, with us today. And he is the guitarist, bass player, and producer of the band. And we also have um, a very cool um, colleague and friend, Vicky, who is not here today, but she is the drummer, photographer, and video producer of the band. Yeah, you, you asked us uh, to describe ourselves so uh, we would say that we are extremely diverse. We have um, quite unique focal points, so to say so, uh, different strengths. And, and we also come from very different backgrounds, uh, different nationalities also. So me personally, I'm coming from Transylvania, from Romania. So watch out. <laughs> and um, I work uh, in IT project management. Sebo, you wanna you wanna tell us where you come from? <laughs> well, I'm I'm from Austria. If if we go in the details, my mom is from Poland, but it's not not relevant. So I would say I'm I'm an Austrian guy. I always uh, love to make music and also started to uh, study in uh, music technology and have a bachelor of arts in there. So that's that's like my world uh music production in all ways so from from electronic music to metal that's like what 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 i'm doing all the time i really like uh, media as a whole uh so like video music and also the the, the whole construct of the internet that's that's what i'm very interested in and that's what i try to achieve something with the band media technology wise yeah because with a band you can put everything together yeah we're so lucky to have uh, Sebo on board because he also acts as our own producer at the moment so we we can produce our own music uh just the three of us in this constellation and also uh, we're very lucky to have Vicky um who is also from Austria and she comes from a, a also photography and videography production background so we we kind of like have the whole the whole package to to start off as a band and uh, we really appreciate that about our bandmates <laughs> yeah uh, we we write and produce music because we cannot not write and produce music so yeah, yeah. <laughs> found us we would just everybody would just do his own music kind of thing and we just try to, to put it together and make the, the best out of that the, the, the thing we have to, uh, together yeah making a, a big product except uh, not like like everyone is everyone everyone uh, tries his own stuff 
I, I would just produce music without videos. Uh, Vicky would maybe produce videos without proper music and Oana would just perform or, or manage something. And we found us so we can put everything together and make a big product out of it. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do. <laughs> Sounds like you have a very talented trio there. You're working well together. So how did you come up with the band name Ardenite? Actually, we, we wanted to choose a unique name, which didn't didn't have a previous meaning. Um, so we came up with this uh, with this name after a lot of brainstorming in a in a bar. <laughs> and um, yeah, so Ardenite, what what it means now for us, it, it stands for our uh, explosive passion for music. <laughs> that works, yeah. Uh, and what is your creative process like for writing songs? Um, so usually one of us, uh, normally me, but it, it can be whichever whichever bandmate uh, come. So one of us comes up with a with a new song idea, presented to the others, and then uh, we work together very very closely to get the best out of it, to change it, to improve it, and also to uh, deepen its meaning and its beauty. <laughs> and finally we we gathered together in uh, in Sebo's home he has a home studio so that's that's really really amazing uh and we we record and produce together the stuff at Sebo's home studio <laughs> Sebo would you like to talk about your studio it's it's really cool it's it starts with like meeting in in, in the rehearsal room and just jamming together like one comes with the idea maybe a text or a riff or something and then we just play um and when we are really uh, glad with with what we have come up to uh we go to the studio and make like a, a pre-production a pilot track just so we can fix uh ourselves that's what we want to do and then we record it again in a in a professional way uh, so we can mix and master it for for everyone. That's our workflow. Excellent. And how would you describe your musical style? Yeah, of course, we, we would like to make music which uh, which all of us enjoy. Uh, but not only that, that we enjoy it, but also, yeah, that our listeners enjoy. So we, we try kind of like keep an open mind and also try to do things that our our listeners would would enjoy listening to but it's a very cool question because actually a fun fact all of us listen to kind of like different music <laughs> so um we we, li we listen to very different music genres for example yeah so we try to make a, a combination of what all of us enjoy <laughs> me uh i i really like electronic music Maybe just uh, without singing, just instrumental like drum and bass and all that stuff. But I think we all find ourselves in the in the the way like Billie Eilish sings. It's it's the it's the perfect mix of of songwriting, maybe a little bit uh, acoustic, and also the electronic part. So that's maybe uh, one artist we all agree to listen to and to really like because it's it's very really different i like electronic music 
Vicky likes a lot of uh, Japanese style of music, and Oana is 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 really the the female rock person here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. So kind of a hybrid blend of styles. Definitely. How did everyone come together to form the band? How did you meet? How we met? The, that there was also a cool process. Namely, um, all of us had different experiences in past bands um, until until now and until we formed. <laughs> so it started off like um, I initiated the project, meaning that I started searching for people who would like to form a band to create something new. Long story short, I, I found these two incredible people and this constellation emerged and par partly from personal acquaintances. For example, uh, I knew Vicky uh, already for um, a few years and we were playing in different bands at the time. And actually, I'd, I told her at one point, maybe I'd, I'd like to start a band in the future. And she was like, yeah, sure, hit me up if you decide to do so. <laughs> and I actually did. <laughs> I actually hit her up um, a few a few years or months later. And she was like, oh, I didn't I didn't think you'd you'd hit me up. But OK, let's do this. Yeah. So we, we were so lucky to find Sebo on the online platforms. So actually, we found him over some uh, Facebook musicians groups from Vienna. And yeah, we're so happy that that it emerged like this. <laughs> it's funny because I, I was in, a, in another band where I'm playing bass and I was looking for a band to, to play guitar in. A lot of times I was, I was just searching in, in Facebook and I always saw like Wana because I was... A friend with her on Facebook, uh, and I always saw like she was looking for a uh, bassist or a, or a guitarist, and well, and after some time, I was just like, okay, I, I'm gonna write her, and yeah, then we met up, and it it changed from starting bass and guitar, and until we figured out how the band would sound, that was a pretty big process for all of us. But I think we we found ourselves in the trio. I would say that's a little bit special about us for a band that we are a trio and uh, going into an unconventional way of, of of writing music with instruments and and electronic uh, influences, but but also staying uh, a band. Definitely. So your newest single, Frozen Heart, uh, it's got so much emotion behind it. It's kind of melancholy at the beginning, and then it ends with that bit of hope at the end. What's the story behind that song? Oh, thanks so much for, for listening to it, Sierra. <laughs> yeah, uh, Frozen Heart is our new single. Um, I started writing that song about one year ago, actually a bit more than a year ago, when the first, um, the first lockdown uh, was, was going on. So meanwhile, we're, I think, past the third lockdown already, but I wrote it in the first lockdown. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was kind of heavy on the, um, yeah, on the mental health, right? So it, we, I think we were all struggling and it was such an insecure time. Like what's going to happen? How, how are things going to change? How's our, our life going to change? And I was, yeah, I was feeling, um, quite down and depressed at the time and I think a lot of people can relate to that feeling of being caged up and but at the same time I was looking at the window it, it was kind of like snowing but 
spring was was beginning to to emerge so i was seeing the little flowers like trying to break out of the bushes and they kind of gave me hope so <laughs> i thought okay uh, no matter how how hard how frozen my heart felt at that moment i i, I was still having that hope that things are going to get better it's not a bad life it's just maybe a bad period of time or a bad day <laughs> i love that yeah you got to keep that hope because things things will get better eventually yeah we are we are doing a lot of uh, online work yeah so so we are we are working right now at releasing new music on the online platforms and uh reaching reaching out to the people and to our friends and fans like like this um in an online way <laughs> so yeah it's, it's gonna it's gonna be very cool it's gonna it's gonna there's gonna be some really cool nice stuff in the future so it would be awesome if you would um, check out our instagram and facebook and be kept up to date with the new with the new things we're producing at the moment it's been so great chatting with you thank you so much for sharing all of that with all of my listeners and I'm sure they're going to love all of your music just as much as I have. Thanks so much, Sierra. It was such a such an honor to chat with you today. For sure, we we could do it again someday. And yeah, so for the listeners, maybe you can find us on on Instagram uh, at Ardenite Official, on Facebook at Ardenite, and also our our singles can be found on YouTube or your favorite streaming platforms like Spotify, Apple Music. Amazon Music, Deezer, iTunes, YouTube Music, SoundCloud, and so on. Thanks so much, Sierra. Yeah, thank you a lot of uh, a lot because yeah, that's a big opportunity for us and also like the first interview for us, and we're re really happy. And right now we're in the middle of production of a lot of songs, so there is coming good stuff for everybody. Stay tuned. <laughs> Last but not least, let's talk about barefooting. This week was so lovely and warm. We were between negative 5 Celsius and 10 Celsius all week, so between 23 Fahrenheit and 50 Fahrenheit. Compared to the Arctic doom of last month, this feels like spring. I spent multiple days fully barefoot this week, and I went all over the city in my bare feet to the post office, gas station, bank, my son's school, pretty much everywhere I needed to go. And the only comment I got was from a kid at my son's school. He asked me why I was in my bare feet, and I told him it was so I could step in puddles better. In barefoot news, Mike Barrett, a retired coroner from Penticton, British Columbia, is cycling 13,000 kilometers, or about 8,000 miles, to raise money for the school he helped start in Bulgaria, India. In 2019, Barrett helped found the Unicorn School and raised donations to pay for rent of the property, desks, supplies, and salaries for teachers and a janitor. However, in December, the owner of the property kicked the school out because of the pandemic. Barrett used all of the remaining funds the school had available to begin construction on a new building to house the school, which is currently about halfway finished. The school serves children from the untouchable caste, the lowest caste in India, usually considered social outcasts. Most of the kids don't have clothes, they're running around barefoot in long t-shirts. If we can save two or three of them and make a good life for them, it will be really worthwhile, Barrett told Salmon Arm Observer. Barrett hopes sponsors will donate one cent per kilometer, which works out to $130, but people can give as much as they are able. You can learn more about the project and donate at the link in the show notes. Swamp buggy races are back in Collier County, Florida. 
Florida Sports Park hosted the races this weekend with mask requirements and gathering limits to ensure safety. There was also a viewing area for people to watch from their cars. Swamp buggy races have been a tradition in Collier County for 72 years. Buggy racer Barefoot Bobby Williams told WINK News, It started with the hunters. This was all swamp land you couldn't get around out here, and so one buggy was faster than the others. No, it's not. Yes, it is. One thing led to another. It is one of the world's best-kept secrets. Vendors and businesses were also at the events. I personally have never been to a swamp buggy race, but it sounds like a redneck version of the rowing regattas I did in high school. And if my mental image is correct, this sounds like a lot of fun. That's all for today's episode. I'll be back next week with another interview, this time with barefooter David Gus. Thanks so much for listening in. If you have any questions or comments, you can send them to sierrathebarefootgirl at gmail.com. You can find me on Instagram at sierrathebarefoot, on Facebook as Sierra the Barefoot Girl, on Twitter at Sierra Barefoot, and on TikTok at Sierra is Barefoot. You can follow the podcast itself on Instagram at Barefooting with Sierra. All of my books are available on Amazon. My comics are available on Instagram at World of Possums and Patreon.com slash PossumPete. Thank you to Legion X for the intro and outro music. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening, and please share it with a friend if you've enjoyed it. Until next time, this has been Barefooting with Sierra.